0: Yeah, well, thanks for making some time, man. I appreciate it. All the kids are in bed or settled down.
1: No, the the (laughs) earliest one, the one who's supposed to be about half an hour ago, just gave me a a kiss. The other two, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know anymore. I and sorry, I would have gotten back to you and actually doing this yesterday. Uh, I just got out of an event, so it's just like run home. Today's been one of those running days. Yeah. Uh, and after this, gotcha. I've got a call. <laughs> so, Well, there you go. Well, it's I, good. It's honestly like just business coming back after COVID. It's like, oh,
0: thank you. You're starting to feel it? It's okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there's no more masks in Belgium anymore, like hospitals and public transportation, but everything else is down. So in-person events have started. That was, I was just facilitating a leadership thing. And it's like, oh, it cool.
0: feels, feels a little normal. Yeah. I know I was just saying that the other day that I'm craving doing some type of an in-person event again, you know, but it's still so locked down here for us. Yeah. Yeah. And hence, actually, right before we hopped on here, I was just researching schools that my wife can go visit in Costa Rica when she leaves. She leaves tomorrow, actually, for three and Mm. and a half weeks. And yeah, there's zero mandates down there. Free to to (laughs) roam. But yeah, I wanted to um, connect the three of us because I had such a great chat with you on the last call. And then, of course, the interview that we did and stuff. And Danielle's been somebody in my life that the two of us have um, collaborated together on work stuff. So she was uh, the quote unquote mindset mentor in my program. I say quote unquote because it was kind of what the people that we were serving at the time um, needed, or at least we thought they did. Mm -hmm. And I've witnessed her evolution over the last couple of years as well as she stepped into, you know, going beyond just the mindset components and and really um, the spiritual side of things and, and she's been a guide for me, somebody that's supported me through the last like four or five months and there's a lot of things going on in this head and you and I talked about them on the podcast even many of those topics right, including educating kids and that was one of the things that I was really inspired by uh, your vision in what you've created and what you're continuing to evolve. And you can see it on the wall there. We've both got our, our, uh, our values front and center, and they're very aligned, very much aligned for sure. So, so yeah, it was, it's, there's no agenda to the conversation aside from just an introduction. I wanted you guys to meet um, because yeah, I just think you're a pretty incredible person and Danielle's a pretty special person in my life too. So let's chat. Take it from there. <laughs> I feel like I got, we should have had beers
1: for this then. I feel like I, think I missed the, <laughs> <laughs> it was something.
2: Beers are always welcome. Wine's always welcome, you know? Yeah, I, it 11, I
1: mean, 11. it's a little yeah. early.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is it? Who defines that? Come on.
1: That's, that's fair. That, yeah, even like my daughters play um, field hockey. Mm-hmm. And like after a sports game, you just want to have a beer. And some, but the problem is like sometimes the game start at like 8.30 or 9 in the morning. And it's just me and one other dad, we're like, no, no, it's... <laughs> it's fine.
2: That's when you put Bailey's in the coffee mug with no Bailey's, right? That's,
1: that's right. not a bad <laughs> rum and hot chocolate. It's like, yeah, yum. fantastic. Yeah. It's, but both uh, Kelowna.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm on the west side. Danielle's in Kelowna, so opposite sides of the lake, but close enough
1: so yeah. I spent some I Daniel I I would toured in a musical group and we spent three months in British Columbia cool and so I got to hang out in Kelowna Ooh, 1999 <laughs> I think it was <laughs> but I you guys I mean do you guys know how lucky yeah, yeah. all right just oh, check. Yeah. I feel oh, like yeah. most people there did mm-hmm.
2: I left for 10 years I've been home now for five years oh yeah born and raised here left for 10 and came home And so where'd you go? I went to Alberta. (laughs) I got stuck. I mean, that's (laughs) Calgary. It's pretty beautiful there too. (laughs) No, it is. But you know what? It was um, so small town here. I'm just going to reset my camera, but it was so small town here in the 90s. I mean, I'm sure when you came through, it's not like anything it was now. So you needed to get out to experience something. Like I didn't even know what ethnicity was because there was one black person, and one brown person in my school. I moved to Calgary and I was like, uh, what country <laughs> am I in right now with all those colorful people? Like, it was really shocking, actually. But yeah, I am, I know how grateful I am, which is why I'm home.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys ever have any opportunities for like, hey, we're having like a retreat in Canada. <laughs> I, <laughs> Maybe you'll, nice. you'll do your retreats not in your hometown, but <laughs> give me a call.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what kind of band were you in?
1: it was a musical so it was was called up with people and so it was a multicultural we traveled with 150 people in a new city every three or four days and I did that for two and a half years so we'd have sponsors like big bigger banks or whatever would bring us in and we'd live in host families and do community so I need to look up who my Kelowna wouldn't that be wild yeah (laughs) my Kelowna I'm going to look I at that. I'm I was like,
2: please do like,
1: oh, <laughs> Daniel, tell me, I, I sincerely apologize. I've had very little time to, I looked you up on LinkedIn really quick, but I haven't been able to cyber you as much as I would really want to, to prepare for something. But can you give me like your background? What's your, what's your overview? What's your, what's your fun story?
2: Yeah, for sure. There's not a lot to fight online. I've kind of taken it down because the social networks have it liked me. So I've slowly been removing some of my content. But yeah, so you know, grew up in a really beautiful place. I had no reason to think life was anything other than great. You've been here, you know that. Grew up in a really awesome family, but my life's journey actually allowed me to create a very dark place, living in a beautiful place and a place where I lacked love and worthiness. And at 15 years old, I found myself in the psychiatric ward for five days. And that was kind of the first time I had ever asked myself, like, how did I get here? And I started to hear the stories I had created for myself. And from that day forward, it's almost been 20 years. And uh, I went on an obsessive journey silently because of shame around back in the day. That wasn't a thing that people talked about to learn about personal development. And um, I worked in the corporate world. Actually, at 19, I had a a blog when the Internet was a thing about inspiring people because I was really like I understood this other aspect to us mindset wise and spiritually. And there was this inner internal world of us. And everyone told me I couldn't do it. So I worked in the corporate world for 10 years and had awesome jobs, made a lot of money and was like, this isn't bringing me happiness. This isn't fulfilling me. Partway in that I found myself in Buddhist monks and started studying with Buddhist monks to really understand uh, the attachment to thought and the ego and the subconscious and the conscious aspect. And then at 29, I lost my last corporate job and I just went, I meant for more and I don't know what it is and I have no idea, but I'm going to do it. And I, I just went two feet in and started doing this thing called your mindset mentor because that was my expertise. And I started coming out of the closet and, um, and so I met Trevor and yeah, now here I am and I'm really owning it. And I own a company called the spiritual room. I just, I dissolved your mindset mentor last year after realizing it wasn't what I was here to do and mm-hmm. ascended into the spiritual room and. Now I really am helping people understand that aspect of who we are. You know, it really expanding beyond the physical aspect of who we are. And that's kind of my story.
1: Holy shit. So <laughs> as a 90 second story goes, <laughs> I bet we can unpack a billion different things, like yeah. fascinating, fascinating. Well, and so what, uh, I have a billion questions the last one is what's from the the mindset part to the spiritual journey you said oh well this just wasn't what you were meant to do in the world what what led to that was it just that part wasn't working or there was some sort of I feel like you've probably had several spiritual awakenings (laughs) over that whole span what what was it that took you there
2: I had started to be pigeonholed into a a company that was specializing in business mindset and business strategy. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't what I wanted to do. I mean, the business strategy and stuff only works if the soul works. And so I just decided, you know, I can't run from this anymore. And this isn't what I wanted to do. I don't want to coach business. And I truly want to help people understand this aspect. And I have to surrender to the fact that I did it for three years and I made great money and I was still making good money at the time I did this. There was no reason to say no to this business, but I was just like, this is actually not what I wanted. This is what everyone else thought I should do. That's the honest answer.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. One on your journey. That's been mine. It's like, oh, well, I'll try this. And everyone's like, oh, you're very good at this. And I'm like, I don't like this. (laughs) It's like, oh, then I will go try something else. Yeah. So is this so is it now that you're at a place where you're like, no, this this is it. This is the passion right now in this moment. This is where I feel comfortable. This is where um I don't want to say success, like it's results, but you feel that in yourself.
2: Yeah, it's my purpose. It's what I'm here to do. Well, it, it is like at 19, I tried to be this version and yeah. I started a blog and I was starting to get traction. And everyone around me told me I had to go to university. You know, it was that time frame and that era. And I just wanted to be able to expose people to this other aspect of life. And everyone told me I couldn't. And so I knew in my core that I was always meant to do be this version and be a teacher and to ascend and to help people awaken. Um, But I wasn't ready, honestly, looking back in hindsight, I wasn't ready. And now is the time that I'm ready. And my own entrepreneurship journey exposed me to a lot of the aspects of me that wasn't ready but I always knew in my heart, I knew in my heart when I was in the psychiatric ward. this is what I was meant to do. Like I saw yeah, it yeah. so clearly, like you're in this experience because this is, this is for going to put you in for your purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Yeah. And have you gone back to those roots? I mean, I can imagine I, whenever we go through this sort of stuff, it's, we kind of find people who are on that same journey. 10 years before we were and try to help them out of that, try to pull them back into like, Hey, let me, I've, I've gone through that. Let me kind of help you out. Do you work with people like that?
2: Tons of people. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I'm really in a place now where the universe brings me the people that are ready. You know, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm really someone who sees people's soul. Um, like, I don't look at like looking at you right now, I'm looking at your human, but I'm really communicating to your soul. <laughs> exactly, so I feel right?
1: super naked right
2: now. <laughs> you should.
1: <laughs> I, I
2: see, see you PJ Brady. But <laughs> so I've learned though, that the people that truly are coming into my life now are coming to me because their own soul is guiding me. It's not even about me anymore. It's about their soul needing to come into my experience to help them ascend, which is a completely different experience than most people are in.
1: Yeah, I can imagine it. I would, I imagine the answer is yes, because you just said it. But I, for people who are in some really difficult places, sometimes it's hard for them to even recognize they're in a difficult place or to know what to look for, right? So, yeah. Is the universe just sending them to you? And then you have to explain it to me, like, this is why the universe sent you to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, or they I come
1: g- seeking, you know, like,
2: both. I guess it's it could both. be both, right? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing I help someone see is they come to me, you know, kind of on a 3D level um, and they're like, you know, this is my problem. And I'm like, okay, well, have you thought about your situation from this lens? Right. And people are like, no, I haven't. And that's kind of the exchange of showing their soul, the higher perspective.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know the education background when I've done some of my coaching and it's been values based leadership stuff typically they come in for one purpose and i'm like that's that's not (laughs) you've got this part wrong (laughs) let's (laughs) let's dive deep into this stuff but by diving deep into it it's almost like they start to treat me like a therapist and i have to stop them and be like just so we're very clear not a therapist no training in therapy no anything in therapy i'm I'm helping you find the values so i'm glad you're unearthing these things but sometimes they get into some really and and at that point they just need someone to talk to and want to release some of it and maybe get a little bit of a different perspective. Are, are, do you, are you a therapist? Do you have therapy, anything? Or is it, but I can imagine you dive into some of the places where people are like, they almost treat you like that. Is that resonating? Does that make sense? Yeah,
2: well, therapy is such a human experience. It's not a soul experience, right? It's only something that's found in our human existence. And so with my background being in the psych ward, prior to that, I was labeled as the depression depressed, getting anxious. So I spent a lot of time in therapy at a young age and they didn't do anything. Like I was still in a place of wanting to kill myself. So I started to see the dysfunction in that industry and therapy and kind of what they were learning teaching wise. And so I've always made a decision to, and I tell people openly, I'm not a trained therapist as per society. um, but I've been through that experience enough to know kind of what, they were trying to do, but they were, it's also a place of suppression and keeping people stuck in that industry. And that's kind of the human experience, right? Yeah. But, but I ground myself that I'm not a therapist. I don't ever present myself that way. I don't think that way. Therefore, when people come into my world, they very rarely pick up on that vibration. So the therapy conversation doesn't really exist.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm just, I'm just a person here who is able to help you see something that maybe you can't see from a higher perspective. And because it resonates and I can there's no therapy in it because it's not a human transaction.
1: Which is what therapy is supposed to be. It's a business it should to keep be the goal. You
2: there. Making money is what it is. Uh, That's all that it is, is to keep you in your problem cycle and not actually ascending you beyond it. Right. Right. So yeah, I and do experience a lot.
0: And it's underfunded at that in this country in particular, even too. I spoke with somebody yesterday who reached out to me because I shared something online and she, I didn't know this, but she was, she suffers from anxiety and a lot of childhood trauma and that type of thing. But she said that she took a leap and thought that she'd post on my, my post. Right. what we might do every single day. It was like a huge thing for her, but she was telling me that she actually submitted her name to receive support from a, you know, therapy perspective. And it took a year and a half in this world for her to actually get a call back. She got a call back the other day. And she's like, this is what's wrong with this damn world right now, you know? like They're even <laughs> bad at making money.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, there's
0: oh, yeah. someone who can pay me
1: for something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and no, I'm not here for that.
2: Sorry, something in my eye. Yeah. I, um, I actually, the most feedback I receive from people I work with is, you've helped me more than my psychiatrist or my counselor in nine years, 10 years, yeah, yeah. because it's just a completely different, like I'm not talking to your human, I'm talking to your soul. And that's not what any of these people are educated in. Right. Right. Like the aspect of consciousness is so suppressed in that industry.
1: And did you pick up most of this from, I, I don't want to say, I don't know enough about Buddhism to say it, but from, I guess just exploring the spiritual world. Is it just, I guess where the knowledge come from, if if I can ask that, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, I didn't have television growing up, so I didn't have that behavior when I moved into my 20s. So I spent a lot of time reading books. I spent a lot of time asking questions, reading blogs. Um, and what happens when you start to look into these other aspects of information, as you start to retain the information, you actually kind of find yourself unlocking higher aspects of that information to naturally kind of channel towards you. Like sometimes people ask me a question and I'll give them an answer and I'll even be like, where did that come from? Like, you know, and they're like, like, that's exactly what I needed needed to hear. And I'm like, okay, I had no idea that was in me, but now I know how it works because it's energy and it's dimensions and it's access to wisdom is what it is. Right. But yeah, a lot of it started with books.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Like I, I thought I had come up with a completely original idea the other day. I was just like, And then I was reading a book again. I was like, Oh no. (laughs) There's a book I read 20 years ago. This is just, it was there. It was there. Well, that was even a lot of the brave, smart, kind stuff that in my mind, when I first started it with the girls, it was, Oh, let me teach you what the word beautiful is. And let's come up with some definitions and it's all around courage, critical thought and kindness and all this. And then I started noticing it in all of these different places and, throughout different authors, throughout different movies, throughout different stories, throughout religion, throughout everything. I was like, well, I wasn't original at all, Brady. This is actually something that is in, it's present in so many places, but subconsciously it came out when I started describing Beautiful for My Girls. And that's the kind of uniqueness is that no one in my mind had ever put all of those things together in leadership and raising kids. So there's still... give myself a little bit of credit (laughs) but more so is it just it came from everywhere else and and it just came out at the right time when i needed it to come out it it's kind of like superheroes (laughs) so when you need that power to come out you've got it inside of you
2: it's interesting you hear you talk about it because everything is borrowed information and it's not even borrowed everything is ascended information there isn't any new information in our world No, it's just someone taking their interpretation of it and putting it out into the world, which makes it be the expanded aspect of it, right?
1: Yeah. It, and I think what helps me in it is I made the connection with no other human help. Mm-hmm. And now I get to be the human help that other people get to make that connection that's already there in their brain that they hadn't seen anyway. And it's like, well, instead of you guys going through 25 years of pain to get to the point that I got to, let me make this connection for you here and see if I can't springboard you into a different level of it, which is what we're meant to do anyway, so that we all can keep growing and we're not mm-hmm. sitting around fires. Actually, that sounds fucking fantastic to sit around I was just
2: say where,
0: that. <laughs> What I meant to say was you, know, you get but it. We're aspiring to do. Yes. You get it. Yeah. Right. I
1: know. I think that- I want to go backwards in time to just sit by a fire, yeah.
0: please. <laughs> it's funny you say that though man but like I say it constantly right now too I'm actually I just wrote some notes because I'm going to do a solo podcast episode of why are we moving to Costa Rica and actually speak through it right because the natural is well it's beautiful weather and beaches and the surfing and all of that but it's literally what you just said it's because it, it the environment has a vibration to it that just is a slower pace that gives me permission almost to like slow the f down and enjoy every single present moment you know that's what i'm aligning with right now anyways and i'm sure more will come up as i start to record that but it's a piece of it and then education system for the kids as well and just being in nature and all of that stuff so i think people do actually aspire for that active
1: basic <laughs> yeah, type of time
0: yeah when the
1: world's just got so much fucking louder sorry i swear a lot is anybody offended
0: <laughs> he did the same guy? thing
1: He's on the podcast that. too now there's no censoring on zoom calls <laughs> I was talking to one of my teammates the other day she's like I swear more when I'm around you I'm like uh, <laughs> yeah sorry about that <laughs> okay. I've got a negative influence sometimes <laughs> but, but yeah the world's just gotten so loud people are dying to quiet it down and need to, literally dying quiet it down because there's so much attention grabbing and sensationalism and everything to make people feel like they're going crazy it's like you're not the crazy one everything else around you is
2: the system (laughs) is
0: relax yeah Yeah. i was thinking too when you guys were chatting there about that the um when do we let this information in that already exists and, and allow it to land? I can totally relate to that because the, that's why I say like the last six months or so has been a lot of that for me. And Danielle's helped me, helped me through that, you know, as a friend, but as, as a guide and somebody who could just help me see something in a different way. And I remember when I first reached out to you, PJ, cause we got introduced by um, uh, Shelby. Shelby. Yeah. It's with her name there. But I went and watched your video. It was on the page that was for uh, parents, I think, or something. It was the educational video that you had created, kind of talking about the inspiration behind Brave Smart Kind. And you were talking about this idea of beauty and what it actually means and knowing that you have daughters and stuff. And I had just watched, and I know, Danielle, you know this one, but um, Aubrey Marcus interviewed this uh, Dr. Zach Bush, and he read a poem at the end. And he was speaking about beauty being like the greatest thing that we aspire to, you know, become or, or embody. And I said to you, And I remember the first time we chatted, you were like, yeah, I don't know. He sent that thing over to me. And this guy was like, had his eyes closed and was like <laughs> talking about all this crazy shit. And it's just, it just reminds me now, though, that, you know, at that time, maybe that was something that you hadn't seen before. And maybe we thought like, what the fuck is this, you know? but I think it I, didn't, I didn't know if actually. he was blind. I didn't know if he, he just didn't have sight because it's like an hour
1: and 45 minute podcast or something. Yeah, and it's like yeah. the last eight minutes. And so when I open, I just click the link and it goes to that last. It went right to read. the
0: timestamp. Yeah.
1: And so I just got this guy, I closing his eyes. I've never seen him before. I was like, it's that poor man. Did he lose his sight? Is he? <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to fast forward. I was like, Oh no, he's fine. This is just the end. It's like a vision <laughs> thing. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yes, it did resonate. I just needed, <laughs> I needed the yeah. background before
0: going to the foreground. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's why, that's why I sent it to you though. It was one of those moments where you got an introduction, you do your quick internet stalking, who is this guy, you know, and you go look <laughs> at the stuff and check the video out. That was the first thing that started <clears> like this desire to create a world where people see more beauty, starting with your family, you know, and your daughters. And I was like, hell yes. Right. And then as we got to chat more, And you were even enlightening me to this idea of what if we had an education system that had components of it that um, was like seven habits of highly effective people in the school system? Imagine that world, you know? Oh, we can't because we can't afford it. What's wrong with this world? Let's let's take that concept right there and flip it on its head and say, why not? You know? And that's what really hit me, man, when I first met you. I was like, because I'm seeking this too for my own kids. I'm like okay my son's supposed to supposed to go to school in September now what yeah it's confusing
1: and playing in the because that's the part of it there's it's playing the game of what's going on right now just to get your foot in the door to make change do you know what I mean so there's some bits of it and there's been companies and organizations I'll be working in and I'll be like I will not work with you because you guys are (laughs) <laughs> not like that your your culture is just so screwed up you don't even want change you want the illusion of change and that's not something that i'm going to work within but then there's other places where you have to dive into a system that you don't agree with to try to help change it because if because you can't do it from the outside you know what i mean so for some of the school stuff where they're not providing these things it's not enough to be like oh you guys suck you're not providing these things it's like all right well let me get in bed with some of the people who have that influence to make the change so that we can take that I feel it's almost like parasitic but in a really good way (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. like let's get inside there so then you they find oh you are a trusting person and that what's way when I say this it's not somebody attacking you from the outside it's somebody within this who understands it saying now let's create some of these things where we're talking more about courage and critical thought and kindness and not as much about math scores. Let's talk about how people get to show up every day and not necessarily make them feel terrible about the things that they're not nece- that they're not good at. But then we find everyone's superpowers and children and talk to those things so that they grow up and get it. <laughs> you know, they understand it as opposed to being what they're force, feed, force fed right now. But that's the part that I struggle with sometimes is to be like, oh, I don't want to take on this necessary evil <laughs> But my biggest one is in the U S just, I I don't know if it's the same way in Canada, like the money that schools have come from property tax.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. That's it. That's the funding a school gets. So if you live in a place with beautiful land, expensive houses, people with a Mm -hmm. lot of money that pay higher property tax, you have a great school. And if you don't, you have a shitty school because there is 40 kids in a class and they're learning out of books from 1970s and, We went into a school, this was in Bermuda, actually. I think I was telling you this, about Trevor. The kids were literally jumping in and out of the classrooms through the windows. And the teachers in the corner being like, I I just need to focus on the kids who are here. Like, let me affect these kids who are right here. And there's just too much going on. So uh, we need to figure out a way to change that. So a lot of the stuff that we're trying to do with the school stuff that we do with Brace Mark Kind, it's like, yeah, find me a corporate that's going to pay me money. And I'll go do the schools for free. Give me an inner city, I will go do happy to do things with the teachers or the parents or the kids or whatever. And you need some, you need to get some people in there to say, hey, here's where we're able to throw resources at it. Because if not, it's very hard to get it. So, any that's our funding model right now, where it's like we will find any funding model that gives us the ability to give it to the people for free who need it and can afford it. And that's a little, that's where the Stephen Covey stuff has kind of turned me off. It's just the schools are like, we can't afford this. And they're like, all right, sorry, we won't do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, aren't those the ones that you have to be in? that you have to be in to affect that change.
2: No, this is an interesting conversation because up here in Canada, locally here in Kelowna, I mean, we're, we're I mean, most of our schools in Canada are equal. There's not a lot unless you're on the Indian reserves that aren't equal. But I, when I moved home for four five years ago, now I had a teacher reach out to me at the beginning of doing this, that had just got a yoga program into our high school. And it was the only school that would take it. And she fought for years the yoga program and uh, she had me come in and speak and I was chatting with her and stuff. And uh, she was saying how there was actually a, an underground movement of about, for about seven years, people have been trying to get meditation into our school district here and they still are fighting to bring it in, and they will not let it come into our education systems. No. And you know what it is? It's because the pe- it, well, it's like you said, it's the, from the inside. The people that are making the decisions won't even take the time to see the value of it in their own life, and it's so re- bound to religion that they won't even accept uh, yeah. it. In they won't even accept it in because they feel like the backlash from the parents isn't worth it from a religious standpoint. And they're still fighting to bring it in, and it's just completely stalled. That's
1: insane. I'm, I'm yeah. glad. To, I, I'm glad to hear that because. There's part of it because what a huge debate, obviously in all schools, I guess, or in, especially in the South of the U.S. is separation of church and state and all that sort of stuff. But then any problem that's going on in society, it's like, oh, well, it's because you took religion out of schools. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. no, it's not. But there is an argument to be said. The good part that religion is supposed to be The Jesus Christ part of it is Mm -hmm. teach morality, teach kindness, all of this. And yeah, there are parts of it where it's like, hey, you took some morality out of those. uh, The educators aren't even allowed to talk about that stuff anymore. It's SAT scores. It's standardized testing. It's all this kind of stuff. You don't have to have religion in schools to teach morality. You need morality. You need ethics. You need those types of conversations. You need meditation to get someone's mind focused. It's just fucking focus. It has nothing to do with anything else. Like, it's, teach people how to breathe. <laughs>
2: yeah. Please, you know? Well, and Buddhism at the core of it isn't religion. You know, when you oh. read any true Buddhist text, it's not a religion. Is there a religion aspect to it in the, in the East? Yeah, for sure. In the West too, but it's not. But they won't even explore that aspect of it. It's like, no, it's a religion. It's like, but it's not. Look at this other side. And they're like, no, you know, it's crazy yeah that's the system though that's the system
1: but and that's why a lot of the stuff a lot of the stuff that we talk about I uh, talk with my girls and talk about with teachers talk about with schools and parents and things like that is it's got spiritual aspects to it but zero organization or organized religion anything to it
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I, can't, I just can't make the connection even though it's already there in my brain Because then they're going to get offended to be like, oh, no, that's, I've got that in religion. What we really need is, is God in the house. The power, if you can take away the power dynamics of it.
2: It's shifting though. It's shifting. The frequencies are shifting. There's going to be an opportunity coming up, which is why all of us have to keep pushing forward with all this, right?
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, Facebook at the beginning, four and a half years ago took my Facebook page down and, gave it, and I still don't have access to it to the public because they told me they couldn't validate my business model of consciousness because I was sharing about consciousness and they wanted to suppress and censor it.
1: I don't even understand mm-hmm. that statement.
2: I don't either. But I fought <laughs> forever. Consciousness. I fought forever, but it was because it wasn't, it wasn't what the system was teaching. It was teaching you your soul. It was teaching you this other aspect and they were, they're like, we can't validate it. I'm like, this is retarded. But like even platforms are censoring it that's no different than our education systems
1: mm. so obviously the answer is move to costa rica <laughs> <laughs> i think we all know the answer
2: my answer is to fly around the world under my paraglider trevor's is to go to costa rica yeah Danielle's
0: just gonna come visit from time to time or fly over or whatever yeah <laughs> quick drop-ins Yeah. Here's a thought though, that just came to mind as you guys were talking through that. So the, on the educator side of things, obviously the money side, if corporations are paying for the investment to get this into the schools and into the school system, sure, that's one way to approach it. What about taking the approach of, and I, I referenced this when we talked before, like my sister's a 23, 24 year teacher with an MBA, and she's now a principal in a school. And she's a good person and she's an exceptional teacher and she does the best that she can in the confines that she's in. And she would love to bring what you're talking into the school system, but there's red tape, there's all kinds of stuff, right? But what if you focused on actually, and I'll use the word that we said, infecting the teachers, like literally and treating it that way, like focus on serving and supporting the teachers, knowing that their influence actually will bring it into the the ecosystem of the school system. I think about this whole COVID situation, even too, and the fact that it's a virus. And this virus is not here to kill us; it's here to actually help us upgrade. It's the same thing with education in the teachers. The teachers can almost be the like the people that are inside the system doing some of that infection in the school systems. Do you know what I mean? Oh, spying! Yeah, <laughs> no, no. And that's that's the beauty that teachers have found in it so far because. For some of,
1: any program people try to get into a school, there is a, so much red tape. They're like, oh, what's the documentation? What's the data say? What's it? Blah, 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 blah. The yeah. teachers who have picked this up, and I didn't even present it to them. I was doing leadership stuff, and I was doing parenting stuff, and I was just putting it out into the Facebook Live places. And it was a teacher who contacted me and then said, I love this very smart, kind stuff you're doing. I've put it in my classroom. It's working great. Thank you. Mm. And I was like, tell me more. What are you doing? <laughs> And that's where other teachers started to pick it up because it's not a curriculum. It is a mindset that teachers go in with. And if they're able to talk about being brave with their kids and define it, if they're able to talk about being smart and define it as creativity, as, as, um, logic, as there's so many different ways to define smart. And if they're able to talk about just being kind, they don't need approval at all from anyone all they knew, need to do is reshift everything that they're doing in their current curriculum and their different programs right now. And during their story time, mention bravery. <laughs> and yeah. when they send notes home to school, mention how smart their kid is because they did X, Y, and Z. And if we just start to use those language between parents, there's, there's zero red tape. And so from that, it's us, uh, it's like, I want it to be free to any teacher because teachers, Shouldn't have to pay for anything on their own, and I know that they do, and I think it's preposterous anyway. Oh, yeah, Tons. I wanted to be free to teachers. Uh, no, just uh, we will do these sessions as often as we can, as free as we can. And right now, that's the, the business model, is still and it's working so far. As companies pay for the leadership aspect, the message doesn't change at all. Exactly what it takes to be a leader is exactly what it takes to be a parent, which is exactly what it takes to be a, a teacher yeah um believe it if they just pay me more money for it but it's that and it's uh getting products out there because i know parents can pay parents are happy to pay for toys and games and any sort of that stuff to then let's find money there so then what we can do is afford to get a bunch of teachers trained up and it, get it get some volunteers trained up uh, do some on site stuff whatever it is so but i would never take the nonprofit business model because i've been part of two nonprofits that have folded because they relied on the generosity of others. And as soon as the economy's hit tough, that's the first funding that goes away. And so it can't, it's not gonna be that, but sorry, I got sidetracked a little. Uh, (laughs) The point of that that is to try to get into the the teachers' minds to say, no, this, this helps you with your kids, just like it helps parents with their kids. And once the teachers and the parents start speaking the same language about the children, And maybe we can start to work on that, the emotional sides of things. Whereas really where people succeed or fail as opposed to the scholastic side of things that no one does shit with anyway. Like I don't remember the 19th president of America. I don't even remember why A squared plus B squared equals C squared is even important. But the parts where uh, I learned those lessons from an one amazing teacher who happened to focus on how they saw intelligence in me. Well, what if we had a bunch of teachers who were doing that? What if we had a bunch of parents who were doing
0: that? Yep, yeah. yep, and yep. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Well, that's. I'm glad you talked through that, and, and we were able to go down this path too. Because I said to you before that I personally know that my purpose here is to be a part of that change of course but also help amplify and elevate everybody else that's also of that same mindset that wants to create that change knowing that it's not going to happen overnight this is a lifetime endeavor you know this is a and this is and it starts with me first that was the other thing too is like i long have thought what can I do to save other people and to help them cut the learning curve and all this? And it's like, Oh, start with yourself. Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) Dan, that sounds like a lot harder. Let me just help other people.
0: Yeah. It's way easier to just put a marketing spin on it, and pay for some ads and be be the change, right? Be the change. And yeah, there's a lot of good stuff that we're talking about here. And I've only scratched the surface even on what you've, created on all this i'd love to see it man like whatever you have as far as how you are educating these educators as well because it's going to help me wrap my head around too um how it can get infected into these teachers because there's a lot of good teachers out there man my my sister's just one example like i had a friend the other day
1: 99 of them
0: are amazing people yeah i had a buddy reach out the other day i was telling you about it danielle and he's um he kind of he put me on blast in a really loving way about why my opinions that I had been sharing recently are wrong. (laughs) And then, you know, kind of prefaced it and ended it with, I just love you, man. Like I'm trying to protect you. It was really interesting to see, you know, kind of the perspective of that. But and then I just told him the perspective I was coming from and, and the fact, and then I spoke about education and whatnot. And then his wife is a teacher as well. Like she spends thousands of dollars a year of her own money to be able to bring resources into the classroom that aren't provided to her by the education system. My sister's done it forever too. She still sends us like little craft kits in the mail all the time, you know, like little wire things and empty toilet paper things. <laughs> Because she knows that this is her gift and I'm so grateful for it because I haven't honed that gift yet of how do you entertain kids with toilet paper, empty toilet paper rolls and pipe cleaners, you know, but, um, there's more of that needed. There really is. Yeah. They're a special breed of people
1: mm-hmm. and they deserve so much better than what they're doing or getting right now. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, yeah I, I'm happy to share. It, you, the, the teaching side of it is the least developed part of it right now. So mm-hmm. the, the leadership stuff is all developed because that's... My background has been leadership for the past 15 years. It wasn't until I became a father. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Isn't this all relatable? I'll here. Uh, and then the BSK, the parenting stuff is starting to move right now. And the teacher stuff is... I will literally talk to any teacher at any point and have... If it's a group of them, fantastic. We do... Um, uh, parent stuff conversations right now but it's really to plant the seed in their eye the, in their head and say all right now run with it in whatever way that you want to run with it and because right now just to get the business part rolling it's like yeah I want to hire more people to do this yeah I want to bring other people along in this journey and I need to pay them <laughs> so uh figuring that part out as of now but book comes out in three-ish months that's a hope and then and right now anybody you guys are very welcome to join any of the parenting calls that we do like on the website it's like oh come and do a parenting session with us and that's where we help people at least establish know what their brave is and what their smart is and what their kind is because these are words for for kids until we understand what the deeper meaning is within ourselves um Mm -hmm. You're very welcome to join those. You at least see a little bit. And you're you put out the invitation to whoever you'd like, all free, yeah. all just trying to get the message out there. So if there's teachers who come or some people have joined and didn't have kids, but yep. we're doing whatever we can right now to get the get the message out and see who it resonates with and who it doesn't resonate with and what how we can improve it and yeah where it might take us a little bit further, you know. The goal is world domination. <laughs> We're doing it one person at a time right now.
0: Yeah. What did you say? When you become the uh, supreme leader of the world, you will do what again?
1: Yeah, yeah, king of the world. I mean, I've got a laundry list of things. A laundry list. First of all, you have to apply for a passport. You shouldn't let stupid people out of your own country. (laughs) The other is you have to apply to have children. I think everyone should be sterilized. And then once you can prove that you can be a parent, (laughs) then you get it. Oh, yeah, sorry. My motto is going to be fund the shit out of education that's, that's my platform. I've obviously given this too much thought. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, the exact amount of thought. Exactly. Exactly. Like well,
2: it's, in- it's interesting hearing you talk because I come from a different, I don't have kids, but I'm like full-time auntie all the time and I love it. And I, I, um, I really allowed them into my life to see the entrepreneur journey. And my one little niece, was trying to do something. And I said, do you want help? She said, no, auntie, I can do it. I said, you can do it. She said, I know I read your sign in your office. Every time I'm in there, I can do anything. And I was like, Holy shit. Like one sign on my wall that she just keeps seeing for myself is what's inspiring her. But listening to this is like, I'm trying to break down the paradigm of all of us adults that are in the system that are products of this system. That's distorted. And you're trying to do it on the kid level, which is so interesting. And it's both just breaking down these paradigms of what used to be within a system that doesn't serve who we actually are as a soul, having a human experience. It's so interesting to hear you speak about this.
1: Well, I know and that's I. There's the lesson that I was like, if we can, I've given up on adults. <laughs> <I'm> like, no, <laughs> sorry, you guys are spoiled, ruined. Let's start younger. And then maybe, uh, that's not true. I, I, I don't believe that in the least. But uh, yeah. I do believe it a little bit, but yeah, being able to get in their heads and starting at such a, that was it starting at such a basic level with my girls to be like, you don't have to know what your courage is right now. Cause it's going to be different, different people show up in different ways. And so what's right. What's courageous for you is not courageous for me per se, but if we can start to get their minds around, just how do we approach fear? How do we approach challenge? What's some of that and do that in those three, very specific buckets, at least with my daughters, it's. It doesn't mean that I don't have courageous kids all the time. I don't have smart kids all the time. And they're complete a-holes once in a while. But because it's context for conversations so that we're able to talk about, they talk to me about being afraid all the time. And it's such an awesome, awesome conversation to have because I never went to my parents with that. So we start to frame it and start to develop language around it. We start to develop habits around it. Well, then when they get older and they need that courage, it's a tool in their box, right?
0: Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm. so the experiment goes
0: <laughs> yep
2: well even hearing you use dialogue of beautiful i think back to my journey you know i was in such a distorted dark place and i was in a psych ward but the, if i actually look back and think of what allowed me to move through that without the mindset part was my mom my whole life told me i was beautiful and i was an overweight kid and you know i was always third looked over and she just always told me I was beautiful every every day you're just beautiful it wasn't anything other than you're a beautiful being you're beautiful and like still to this day when I go through challenges I'm like no I'm a beautiful person I'm a beautiful being and like just hearing you say that earlier totally like resonated with me I was like man that's going to do more benefit than you know because beautiful is such an undistorted vibration in our reality but if you can anchor that in it's like game changer okay
1: yeah that and I and uh yeah, thank you and I stumbled on it but it like you'd be been around women. my mom and my sister were the ones who raised me more than my dad and and I was like if if I can get them to that point where they can just say that it's like no I am beautiful god how much does the world need that not just for little girls yeah. little boys Older boys, older girls, (laughs) non-gender if identifying anybody means to feel beautiful and confident and all those types of things. So I don't know, trying to figure out the
2: puzzle. We all are. Right? I think this piece fits here, Trevor. What do you think? Nope, that one doesn't (laughs) fit there today. Let's try a different puzzle piece.
1: I've been jamming this puzzle piece in the same place for 20 years. Why isn't it fitting? Why am I so mad about that?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's the beautiful part about no agenda phone calls that just allow for some unlocks maybe to happen along the way. Because I know I had one in particular, which is please do send me the information about what you're doing in educating um, parents and teachers and let me be a part of it and share it. And then we'll just let it, percolate from there you know like i'm gonna have ideas i'm gonna get inspired by something and there's no doubt
1: danielle we have to be careful because the next thing he's going to be say is like can we have this exact same conversation on a podcast and recreate yeah. it
2: <laughs> i've already been on his podcast twice he always does that to me and i'm sure i it's have like, another Trevor one coming recorded coming the first time <laughs> i think it is recorded thank god this, this one is, gonna is be recorded. a podcast episode it totally <laughs> it's can
0: you, by the way The first time that that we talked, I actually thought about just turning it into a podcast episode. And then we did book another call. But um, that's how I work with clients even too, though, is I I used to do it where I would like say, hey, we're going to do an interview this Friday. And these are the questions we're going to ask. And they'd show up and it'd just be awkward and weird. And instead, I just started asking them the questions in meetings. And then their authentic truth would come out. And they would still maybe be at points where they weren't ready to share what they were actually saying, you know, off the record, but it was the truth and it was their authentic truth. And the ones that step into actually saying, yeah, fuck it. Let's, let's publish that breakthrough breakthrough. Like it just happens nonstop. So yeah, yeah if you guys are game for it, I'll, I'll, edit up pieces of this and stuff probably, but seriously, I would turn in this, this into a podcast episode. It's a good conversation that people need to hear. Let me do it. I'm gonna do. Granted, (laughs) (laughs) he's like, I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah, I'll go chop it up first, and I'll send it to you guys. You let me know what you think. Um, so yeah, that's, and please do send me information about what you're doing with the, um, you know, just the open calls that you're doing with teachers and whatnot. And then Danielle and I have been having conversations like this with about a dozen people or so over the last couple of months. And our plan is to get all of those people into a room. And the first call that we're doing is actually next Tuesday. And unfortunately, based on what you told us earlier, it might not be at a great time for you because it's at uh, 4.30 your time, I I believe. It's at 7.30 a.m. our time on Tuesday. But if you could make time for it and could be there, we would love to have you join us, man. Like these other people that we've talked to as well, just similar kind of vibe, you know?
1: Let me check with my wife's schedule. She can take the girls and pick them up from school and do all those things. Great. If not, that is like right at the time that they all do their activities.
0: Mm, (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. I'll be like,
1: I'll be on the camera and you'll just see me like walking along. You're like, good point. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
2: I'm optimistic your wife is available for you to have the time. I'm throwing it out there.
1: Yeah. We'll see if the universe is like, yes, or if the universe is like, no.
2: Exactly. Inaccurate.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, But, I sincerely appreciate the invitation into this, and Daniel, it's an absolute pleasure.
2: Yeah, likewise. I've been grateful for this conversation today.
1: Same here. Same here. I'm gonna try to stalk you a little bit more of that. Well, <laughs> cool. I'd love to. Go, go right
2: ahead. I'm in i I'm in a transition right now, but go ahead and stock away whatever you can find. I'll share with you as I start rolling more of my stuff out here at the end of the the this month, actually.
1: Good. I'd love to see it.
2: Yeah, cool. But yeah, pass along that information for the stuff you're doing with the teachers because I also have a sister that's a teacher that uh, I think her education system is open to this kind of stuff. She's in more Northern BC um, and I would love to expose her to this for sure. Mm
0: -hmm. I will. And thank you. All right. Well, we'll do all of our follow-ups and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, guys. Have a good day. Enjoy your (laughs) day. Yes.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you too. See you, (laughs) PJs. Good
0: evening. Bye, guys. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Trevor Turnbull Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please consider subscribing on my YouTube channel and on your favorite podcast platform and leave me a review. I'd love to hear from you. Now, until next time, remember, today is a beautiful day of opportunity. Trust that you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. So be grateful, be curious, and be brave.